This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 18th, episode 2600, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, horse people, and let's all remember, it is MLK Day. Our own producer, Jemmy, posted this this morning and says, quote, Today we honor and remember the man who showed the world there are no limits to the power of one's dreams and the reach of one's voice. I know I certainly would have not had had the opportunities in my life had he not paved the way first and ultimately having his own life taken for it. Thank you, Dr. King. You made it to another week of Horses in the Morning. Yes, Jamie and Glenn are back because let's be honest, what else would they do? But then again, you're back too. So, hmm. well, enjoy the show. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this MLK Day and welcome. We're glad you're here. So I wanted to, uh, I noticed that last week, Jamie, that our numbers went up a bit. And I think that's because probably some people are coming in from the article that hit Horse Illustrated and other people are just finding us through word of mouth and however they find podcasts. Uh, so I wanted to welcome everybody. If you're a brand new listener to the show, we have some things that uh, we, we like to just offer a piece of advice to you. One, we've been doing this show for 10 years, uh, 2,600 episodes today. Today. Amazing. So we've been doing this a long time. There's there's some insider stuff, but we try and explain everything we do. We have a lot of regular segments we do on the show, like today, Horse Nation stops by, and we talk about a couple articles that are on Horse Nation that happens every Monday, and we've been doing that for like 10 years. So there's there's just some things. We, We ask that you give us a week to figure it all out. I mean, we've been doing it a long time, so, you know, you can just stop by for a week. If you don't like us after a week, we understand. There's a million other podcasts out there. Go take a... Actually, it was just announced there's a million seven hundred thousand podcasts now on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> God. So there's a million seven hundred thousand other podcasts you can go listen to. Uh, go listen to those. If you like us and want to hang around, uh, please do. Our show is about a little bit everything horsey. We don't get into the serious nitty gritty of competition or all that stuff uh we're here we're, we're your morning drive radio show for the horse world that's what this show was designed for we're here five days a week jamie and i do monday wednesday and friday and then uh we have special episodes that we do monthly on tuesdays and thursdays so like tomorrow the certified horsemanship association stops by for their once a month once a month visit on training and more serious topics than jamie and i do but if you're looking for some entertainment and also involves horses then we're probably a good bet and we just hope that you hang around I just want to point out that you never say once a month correctly, ever. You say once a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say once a month. Your brain just, I just can't think no, that I can't. Quick. I can't focus on that. And that is also what we do, is we just make fun of each other. Yeah, that's right. We have been doing this together a long time. Tell once us, a month. What's on today's show, Jamie? 
Let's see. We're going to talk to Jan Stewart-Taylor joining us to talk about the new board game that she invented called Trails and Trials. Say that, Glenn. Don't do it. (laughs) Plus, Deanne from Horse Nation discusses the top five mistakes people make when buying a horse and the things that, oh God, many dryer sheets can be used for. And... Another thing you'll learn is we have, all of us, we have equestrian first world problems and they're listeners submitted by auditors. So you can tune in to that coming up. But the first thing we do at the beginning of every show is kind of our shout out section we call Daily Winnies. We have a group of people that are our super fans, and they contribute a little bit every month to be part of the super fan group we call Auditors. So happy birthday to Auditors Kristen McFarland, Leslie Ferrone, uh, Veronica Stanley. So happy birthday to the three of them. Also, Let me just also point out that Glenn never pronounces names right, and we literally had a pre-show meeting about how to pronounce Leslie's I know, and you last said name, own it, so I went with Ferrone. Yeah, but we said Peroni. Like you said, let's go Italian. <laughs> and you still screwed it up. <laughs> so Leslie, let us know how you do pronounce your name. Is it Ferone or Ferroni? We want to know if you are Italian or not, and whether you can cook spaghetti. Uh, also, new auditors Logan Marie, Deanne Sloan, they joined us this week. Welcome to both of you, and auditors that raised pledges: Christine Williams and Donna Liguori. Uh, Liguori. Liguori. Legere. Legere, probably. Uh, So they raise pledges, and we really do appreciate it, even if we pronounce your name wrong. It's a badge of honor, remember. If I get it wrong, you're in the club. Uh, my daily Winnie goes out to, so if also, if you're joining us, I train horses. I'm a certified Monty Roberts instructor and I work with a rescue organization called horse and hound rescue foundation in Guthrie. And now we've had several listeners that have actually adopted horses that I have trained that are, uh, that come through the rescue and come here for training. And I post a lot of the training on social media, flyover farm, Jamie Jennings, certified Monty Roberts instructor is a Facebook page. Anyway, I just like, Jennifer Keen Taylor adopted one of the horses from me and I cannot tell you what an awesome owner this person is and what a great client to work with. You know, I said, I'm pretty sure I I think he could use an adjustment. Oh oh, yeah. You know, I noticed that go ahead, get it done. And then what did the vet say? Well, I think she said, you know, maybe a second one in two weeks. Okay, great. Get it done. It's just such a pleasure to work with somebody like that. And every little victory that I have, she celebrates with him. You know, he's a lot of horse. He's a big horse. He's sensitive. He's a five-year-old racehorse. And, and she's like, just keep him and to, you know, get him trained. So she's left him with me post adoption to continue training much like, you know, Brenda did another listener who has a horse out in California, Nick. And so it's just a pleasure to work with people like this. And and I just wanted to give her a daily Winnie had the vet out for her horse. And then for Parker, my adopted horse, and they both came from the same place and have the exact same thing going on shocker um so it, it just just you know baby racehorses being baby racehorses so anyway i just wanted to uh to say that and, and glenn i did get another horse that's available for adoption if anybody's interested okay oh he's fancy so he's he's gonna be i mean racehorse age he's four but he's not gonna be four until april and so he's kind of butt high right now but holy cow what a mover 
Boom, like from the shoulder swinging trot, like dressage people, event people. Wow. He's a lot of horse. I mean, he's young and he's kind of has a lot of fear. So we're working through a lot of that, but we've been on him a couple of times and he's going to get his feet fixed and his race plates pulled and, and this week. So anyway, he's super nice and his name is Get So Country. we traded your new one in on that one. Is that... You know what? I'm going to commit, Glenn. I'm going to stay committed to Peter Parker because <laughs> I love him and he loves me and he needs me and he's my bestie. Uh, but but this new one is pretty fancy. So if anybody's looking for something, it, I've been posting a lot of his journey, I guess. Um, and uh, he, like I said, he had a lot of fear, but man, there's so much talent under there. So anyway, if anybody's looking, he's pretty fancy. And now the other thing I wanted to talk about too was all the listeners that pay attention to things we talk about, Glenn. And, and by things we talk about, you know, uh, we talked a little bit on Friday about this new show that my husband introduced me to on, uh, Apple TV. And, you know, if my husband says you got to watch this, usually it's gory or scary, or there's like a zombie or something terrifying, or it's a war movie. And there's like, tension and strife and gore and fear and I can't take it. But he told me about the show called Ted Lasso, which is so it's delightful. It's delightful and it's I mean it's not for the children. I went back and there's a lot of swear words, but it's set in England and it's about a, a, a American football coach who gets hired and he's like a college football coach and he gets hired to go to England and coach a Premier League soccer team. And of course he doesn't know anything about soccer, but he takes a job and he goes over there and it's just a, a lot of fun with a, an American who has like a very nice, pleasant spirit that goes over and, and just the cast of characters is fantastic. So there's another show that I talked about binge watching and it's Bridgerton yeah, and I, Bridgerton. You know, I tried it. I got 10 minutes in. I couldn't do it. <gasps> oh, what is wrong with you? I just couldn't do it. It's like a soapy, you watch that boring like a period ass soap opera. season PBS dot thing, and you can't watch Bridgerton, which is eight episodes. Oh my god, what's wrong with you? Anyway, so Bridgerton is there, and I assume because it's a period drama, there's a lot of horses, and they're all Frisians. There's a lot of horses, and uh, a lot of listeners have have jumped on. This is again not a show for children. It's pretty much period piece, and there's a lot of. <clears throat> Naked time. Gratuitous. Uh, yeah. But it's, just, it's, Gratuitous a, it's all wrapped up in the story, Glenn. It's all part of this story and what I rewound Which is why it. I think it was, I, I was out in 10 minutes. I didn't understand the story. So I had to rewind it five or six times. But anyway, so there's a man in the episode who is the Duke, and he is beautiful, and he rides horses in it. And uh, one of the uh, more than one listener has tagged me in the post as a video of him taking riding lessons. And I just thought we should play it. So everybody is he French? Is that is he a French guy? Well, his name is Regis Jean, pa Jean Page. I don't know how to say it. Sorry. Reg Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> we'll call him Reggie. <laughs> Reggie. We'll go Duke Reggie. Uh, Duke Reggie is taking riding lessons, and it's it's so fun to watch beautiful men not know how to ride horses. So let's hear the audio from this video. I didn't fall off. I'm still alive. I'm still upright. I'm fairly satisfied with that as an outcome myself. <laughs> I'm not naturally a horse boy. I'm a city boy. Ridden horse, I've driven horses before on previous jobs, and I rode a horse once in Texas, but Texan horses are very different. 
Couldn't tell you why, maybe it's an accent thing, but <laughs> very different temperament, very different riding. Also got taught very differently. Like Texas was just like, get on a horse and go. It was like, hey, just, it kind of does its thing. These guys are a little snootier. They know I'm not a rider and they start taking the pee a little bit. And when you're ready, in your own time, I want you to canter. And we're just going to do a slow canter for now, no fast one. Sure. Oh, then it ends. <laughs> he was just about wow. the canter too. <laughs> He's so pretty. And I did, I did watch the well, video. Well, he's started, definitely a, not French. <laughs> so. As a snotty horse person, I was like, oh my God, could somebody please take the sweatshirt that is wrapped around his waist off because that is so <laughs> dangerous. It's flapping. If you get caught under the saddle, never ride with something tied around your waist ever. Are, and, and he's riding but. some kind of looks like an illusion or something in this video. Do, do, are they all Frisians in the movie? <laughs> I don't know. He came riding up on one horse and, you know, as horse people, we just, uh, it's all we look at is the, I look at the tack and I look at the horse and I'm like checking to see lameness. I'm uh, watching (laughs) and he he pauses and then he trots off and Glenn, I couldn't tell you what damn color that horse was. I don't know what it was. I he it, that horse could have been a donkey. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know it because I was too busy watching the Duke ride up on the horse. Anyway, so thank you all of you who tagged me in that video. It was fantastic. Let's just see if we can locate. I think I saw them post somewhere. We'll have to locate who did the horses for that show. Um, there's a bit like. Three or four different groups that do horses for all the period dramas in England, and they seem to make like 10 a year. So uh, they, they're probably pretty busy. Hey, we had some awards here. Uh, the U.S. Equestrian, their big meeting over the weekend, the Pegasus Awards. We always talk about those every year. Well, let's just say Hunter Jumpers dominated the awards this year. Uh, Gazelle, a horse owned by Robin uh, Parsky and Kent Farrington, a 15-year-old Belgian warm blood mare, was voted the 2020 International Horse. Why do you of the seem year. so surprised that it was a it's female who voted for It's horse usually of the year. a boy that wins these. So, uh, but Kent Farrington did very well because Kent Farrington also won International Rider of the Year. So, not only did he get Horse of the Year, he got Rider of the Year, uh, and it, he had a very good year. He brought home numerous victories. He won a lot of money last year. You know, the Rainers count their earnings and they kind of multiply it and add it up. If jumpers did that, let's just say that Kent can afford to live wherever he wants this year. He did very yeah, well. Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, Kent did all right. The National Horse of the Year, uh, name was Pritchard Hill, known as Quinn in the Barn, and was imported from Europe as a four-year-old and produced by owners Carlton and Tracy Brooks of Balmoral. And uh, this horse tallied numerous championship titles in the 3-9 Green Hunter and high-performance confirmation classes. It was ridden by Carlton Brooks and Leslie Steele. All right, so. you hunter people. How on earth can a horse jumping three foot nine be considered a green? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Rolex riders. You know, he was a bit green at this level. I'm like, no, he was not. He was you don't know what green is. Green okay? is uh, one foot. Green is one foot. Cross rails. Green is yeah. we're trying to go straight yeah. and follow our head and go stop and turn. <laughs> <laughs> National Equestrian of the Year. International Equestrian of the Year, as I said, went to Ken Farrington. But National Equestrian of the Year went to Tracy uh, Fenny. And uh, she successfully was in the show Hunters and Jumpers for more than 35 years and has a long track record of producing green horses. Uh, she is a co-owner, trainer, and rider at MTM Farm in Texas. And she won that honor this year. Uh, 
Sally Ike, who you know her, uh, we everybody knows her if they've been involved in eventing or anything with the USEF. She won Lifetime Achievement Award uh, for 30 years of service to the U.S. Equestrian Equestrian Sports. And she has been uh, Discipline Director of Eventing and Manager Director of Jumping and Vaulting and all, all over the place. I had some dealings with her when we covered the World Equestrian Games. <clears throat> She was also the jumping team leader for every Olympic Games, Pan American Games, and FEI World Championships from 1990 through 2008. What took them so long? Jeez. I know. So she won the Lifetime Achievement Award for that. And then the 2020 Junior Equestrian of the Year was Lucy Enns from Kansas, and she was awarded that. She was a finalist of the American Morgan Horse Association Youth of the Year Contest in 2019 and 2020, and an accomplished young driver earning top 10 finishes with her mare in the 2020 Grand National and World Championship Morgan Horse Show. So we had a young Morgan driver that uh, won 2020 Junior Question of the Year. You don't see drivers do that too often. So congratulations to all of them. There were a bunch of trophies and other awards given out. These are the ones we usually cover every year. Hold on one second. My dog is going crazy. down. She's trying to crawl under my desk. And when she does that, she pulls every cord, the monitors go flying, and yeah. everything falls on the floor. No dogs <laughs> under the desk. Uh, also, in other news around the horse world, the Pennsylvania State Police are looking for donations of horses right now for their tactical mounted unit. They're being accepted right now. They're at a they they practice actually they practice and they're housed in Hershey, Pennsylvania, right above the Hershey factory. So where they're located, you can smell chocolate from there. Um, So they, I know a couple of people when we lived in Pennsylvania that donated their horses. They're looking for geldings between five and 15 years old. If you can't use your horse anymore, you think he would be good for, for this job, for being a police horse, then they're looking for donations. After they retire, you can take the horse back. You first right refusal to do that. Or they have a farm there near Hershey where they just retire them and they all live happily on a farm. It's a great big farm there there. So if you, I mean, you could leave them on the farm, they'll smell chocolate all day. They'll be happy ponies. Uh, They're looking for, they prefer draft or draft crosses uh, just due to their temperament. And plus they like them a little bigger and more intimidating. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're looking to get rid of your horse and you're in that area or you can't use them anymore for whatever reason, Pennsylvania State Police are looking. Also, one other award, Tall Dark Stranger, and I did this one because I just love the name of the horse, Tall Dark Stranger, voted Harness Racing's Horse of the Year. Uh, A three-year-old coat won 11 of 13 races, including victories at Meadowlands and a bunch of other places, obviously. Uh, Total earnings of $1.3 million. And and Nancy uh, Tactor was the trainer, and I think it was her dad, right, that we had on? So yeah, we've had Jimmy Tactor on the show. Was before. that her dad or yeah? yeah okay. So I well I looked. I was like I'm like harness racing. The name Tactor it has to be there. She actually also won Trainer of the Year, oh. and it, it, it didn't even have to go to a vote because there are 13 groups that nominate somebody. Every one of them nominated her. So they were like, okay, so right, you she win. Wins. <laughs> and and in this article I read from harnessracing.com, I said that um, you know. Usually before 2020, it was more frequently heard, oh, yeah, she's Jimmy Tactor's daughter. Well, now they're saying that that guy right there, that's Nancy, Nancy Tactor's dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, go, girl. Obviously, awesome. harness racing runs in the family. Yeah. 
They've been they've kind of owned harness racing the last five years. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Great. Congratulations to them as well. Well, I have a fantastic list. Actually, it's a drinking game, Glenn, but I'm going to first tell you about our (laughs) (laughs) our title sponsor. Millions of Americans do the same thing every January, sign up for gym memberships and resolve to get fit. And in a few weeks, many of them have already thrown in the towel. Luckily, it's much easier to pump up the performance of your horse. You see, every cell in your horse relies on glucose to fuel its function and growth. Feeding your horse chromium helps optimize the use of glucose so your horse has more energy for body upkeep, health, and performance, ultimately resulting in improved overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Give your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Chemin. Ask for it by name. Otherwise, you might not get what you pay for. Learn more at Chemtrace Chromium about Chemtrace Chromium at Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. Very good. So what's this list you have? Drinking game? Yeah, I'm ready. I got my my iced tea right here. (laughs) This is called Never Have I Ever. We've all played that. Maybe uh, maybe all of us have played that drinking game where you say Never Have I Ever and somebody says something and then you drink if you've done it. So um, I read this list and I would be very horribly drunk at the end (laughs) of it had I not, you know, if I was drinking. So we'll just go through it now. And number one is Never Have I Ever clucked at someone to hurry them up. Oh my God, I do that to my son all the time. <laughs> I, think that, so, I think that women do that more than men, to be honest. Because Jennifer uh, does that too. Does she do it to you? Yeah, she, she's done it to me. And I, you know, I think it's just habit. Your guys are so busy clucking at everything. Uh, Chad doesn't like you when I do that. No, you know, no. Husbands don't appreciate it. I will no, say that. And, uh, but I can be like, whistle for the dogs. And Lucas is like, what? I'm right here. Because we, <laughs> as much as we know this is futile, we like to have a boundary between the horse world and the real world. The real world's the world we live in, and the horse world's the world you live in. So we like to have that boundary when you come in the house, although we never get it because there's, you know, there's dirty clothes in the washer and, and hay all over the house and all of that. We never get our way, but we, we like to think we will one day. Yeah, we'll stop clucking at you, at least like <laughs> on purpose. Uh, number two is um, spent more money on your horse's shoes than your own. Oh, that's a given. <laughs> I just mean, not- like every six weeks, five weeks, I do that. And I got to tell you, I have some sad news. Lucas's girlfriend broke up with him. Oh, no. Now, let's tell new listeners, <sighs> Lucas is all of eight. He's seven. Was he <laughs> and heartbroken, devastated? Is nine. He's he skipped a grade this year, so he's now in third grade. And and his oh, he's going out is, with older women. That's why. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and she, I think he was just you know he's like wants to hold hands, and, <laughs> and she's not ready for that kind of commitment. So she broke up with him, and he cried. And I said, dude, there's only one thing you oh do God, when you get broken of up. That with. <laughs> huh? He has a lifetime of that coming. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but here's what you do: is you buy new shoes and dye your hair. Those are the two things that you do when you get broken up with. So I took him to the store and we bought him a new pair of shoes and they like light up when he walks and I bought hair dye. And did you see the pictures, Glenn, yes. on my Facebook page yes. of my child? Yeah, I let him pick hair, his own hair color, and he chose electric blue. It's I electric. Mean <laughs> blue. And what they don't tell you is when you rinse it off, oh, my God, he looked like a Smurf. And the, the blue dye, like, stuck to the peach fuzz on his face. Oh, no. <laughs> his eyebrows are blue. Everything is blue. Just, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so he went to school with his blue hair today. And he's in the same class as his girlfriend, so... 
you know. Now she'll be now she'll be upset that she broke up with him. He's the bad boy. I'm wondering if they'll like get back together today. Like, you know, <laughs> the whole weekend apart. Um, another one is returned from a quick trip to the barn after about seven hours. Yes. yes. Uh, time yeah. stops in the barn. I don't know what happens. Another um, thing that drives can I just throw in the things that drive horse husbands crazy? That one. Continue. I'm going to skip through all of these. We don't have time for all of them, but um, I hope you're all drinking at home. Punch yourself in the face while doing up the girth. Oh, yeah. God, you go to pull it up and your hand lets go of it and you just right in the eyeball. I've punched myself in the face definitely a few times. I can't tell you how many times I've thrown the halter or the lead rope over uh, Scooter's neck and hit myself in the face with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number seven is worn your riding clothes to work or ridden in your work clothes. The well, yeah, you do that well. for a living. So that's, that's, you come to work in your riding clothes because you can. Yeah, but I have some specific shoes that I'm like, I am not oh, yeah. wearing these to the barn. Yeah, I did that the and other day and I wore them to the barn and they got all muddy. Like three days yeah. later. Um, I, I've never done this. Cleaned we all buy those shoes though, don't we? We continue to do that. And we buy those shoes that are going to be house or going out shoes. And we're never going to bring them to the barn, never wear them outside near the barn. Because the only damn pair of nice shoes we have. And we all ruin it. Because we're too lazy to change our shoes. Wash your bit in a dishwasher. Well, I wash my whole harness in the dishwasher. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, you have all the synthetic <laughs> stuff. Uh, number nine is used your horse's shampoo and your own hair. Like, who hasn't done that? I mean, it's horse shampoo. It's supposed to be, like, really Some good for your hair. it's supposed to be used in your own hair, too, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I did this just yesterday. It was so windy here. Day before yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Crazy windy. Made the mistake of wearing chapstick when this is clipping just being in the barn i have to put the chapstick on because i can't function otherwise if my lips are like cracked at all i can't even smile and so i put the chapstick on and the wind blows in like all of a sudden there's dirt in my teeth you know like you're like baiting dirt i could walk around this house and if i looked hard between the house and the cars i could collect a hundred chapsticks (gasps) oh my god she's just like me (laughs) i could collect at least a hundred chapsticks Chad was complaining in front of one of his Air Force buddies. He was like, oh, my God, you have, like, such a chapstick problem. And he was like, count your blessings. My wife has a shoe problem. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he's never complained about chapstick again. (laughs) Uh, Lost your boot in a muddy field? Yeah, you just go step down the mud. You got to walk off and... There's your uh, your boots still in the mud. Uh, convenient. Oh, conversationally discuss she's cleaning to a horrified audience. <laughs> we do that. All, all my podcast time. friends. <laughs> yeah, I think we did that on a, on a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tipped over a wheelbarrow full of manure. Usually, it's a horse's fault that does that. Um, peed in your horse's stall again. Oh yeah, that's a given. Standard. Yeah. Um, found shavings and in the trailer. The store in the yeah. horse trailer. We've all yeah. Pe- yeah. Yeah. Because you, you know what? It's cleaner than most of the porta potties at the shows. God yeah. <laughs> just, you know, take a little square with you, or just drip dry, shake, shake. Um, found shavings in your hair hours after you've been at the barn. Mine is more hay, and it's usually when I take off my sports bra at night, and there's hay in my sports bra. And I made the mistake of going to buy hay the other day in breeches and they poked through my breeches and I've been pulling hay out of this out of my out of my legs for hours. <laughs> um tested the electric fence to see if it's working with your hand. By the way, I Give have it. outdoor jackets too. I have are rather nice jackets that I say I'm not gonna wear to the barn just like the shoes. The other day, word to the barn, hay everywhere. I was like, I 
said I wasn't going to do it. I'm currently wearing a hoodie, and that is the worst because the the oh, pocket for your hands yes. just get covered in hay. Because the angle they're at. They're, and they're partly open all the time. And yep. then you also find them in the hood. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you hold it in your arm and it goes yep. in the hood. Qu- question. Have you? I, I do know that they sell those electric fence test test shocker kits, you yes. know? Or like, yes. What kind of wuss <laughs> buys something like that? You use a I piece of string of hay. You use a piece of hay. Man up and just touch it. I had Lucas one time. I was like, hey, buddy, grab this fence right here. And I didn't know he was going to grab it like full fist. Oh, no. you know? <laughs> oh God, that did not go well. <laughs> He's torturing your child. Like, it works. You're lucky that parental services didn't show up. Um, so you just take one little strand of hay and hold it on the fence and you can feel a little bit of charge. Okay. Well, you need a man up and just touch it. Uh, found a <laughs> Some lonely... of those are really nastier than others, though. I like, if you get the ones that's... that are plugged in, you don't want to just touch it. Yeah, the one that's plugged no. into my, to the wall. The, the, the solar park. ones you can handle, but... The, ugh. When the gate is open, the horses still won't go through it. They're like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. No. Um, found a lonely, moldy carrot somewhere in your car. Or you your know, pocket. Or <laughs> lonely, moldy carrots in my jacket pockets the season after. <laughs> yep. um, and finally, put your horse's blanket in the washing machine when no one was looking. How drunk are you guys right now? <laughs> yeah, that was when, when, when I, I would think you would drink when you didn't do one of those things. Because we've all done those things. Or Never find horse I treats. I always find horse treats in the washing machine, too, at the bottom of the washing machine. It's true. That go on through the washer. And it's really impressive, the ones that survive. That's true. Uh, all right, let's go to our first guest. We're going to be we talking. money as often as I found carrots or cookies. I know, like $20 bills would be nice. But no, we don't find those too often. I do find them less often now that I don't spend cash at all anymore. Do you at all? I, de- I, deal, in, <clears throat> I deal in cash. Do you? I'm a cash yeah. business. Huh? I don't spend cash anymore at all. all I right. have to pay Abby in cash because it's under the table. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to our, our next guest, our first guest, actually, Jan Stewart-Taylor. She invented a game. It's like it's like Inventors Month here on Horses in the Morning. We've had a lot of entrepreneurs and inventors on this month. I love it. Well, hi, Jan. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's great. What an awesome honor. I'm I'm really thrilled. Thank you. Well, I looked at the name of the game you invented and said it wrong about 85 times. Um, so, <laughs> so, it's called... So, so have I. <laughs> it's called... I said, why would anybody name a game Trails and Trails? But it's Trails and Trials <laughs> board game. First of all, let's back up a little. What made you want to invent a board game? Did you set out to invent a board game or was this by accident? It was... Um, well, it was intentionally by accident. I, I woke up one morning and the word board game uh, was on my mind. And I had not played a board game. I hadn't played any game in a uh, hundred years. And so um, I thought, well, okay, interesting. And I, I started toying around with it. And um, uh, well, one thing led to another. I, I even after I started drawing it, you know, I'm doing the square, you know, like most board games are. And so in my research, I found out that some of the toy companies have a corner on the market for games with corners on them. So I had to redesign the game. (laughs) And uh, that's when I made it the horseshoe shape. And uh, I decided I would make it a trail game and thought of all the, the trials and the, the, consequences of riding on a trail that you come across 
and what happens. And um, so that I just incorporated it to the into the game, put all the trails inside the horseshoe. And and so this is a game you roll the dice like like many other games, right? You roll the dice and move your pieces, and what you land. Give us a couple examples of the squares that you might land on and how they relate to trail riding. Exactly. Okay, it's a it's a game of mileage. And so you want to kind of predetermine how many miles you want to ride for, like 500 or 1,000 miles or whatever, because they add up very quickly. And the roll of the dice is your mileage. And so, um, for example, if you just happen to uh, roll uh, five uh, right out of the starting gate, well, then um, you're going to have to take the cutoff trail, because if you land on a trailhead, you've got to take that trail. And um, you're issued four different supplies. So, come on, what kind of supplies do you think you need to have on the trail? Uh, water. Okay. Lead rope, no pump pick. Uh, yes. Pocket knife and a map. Okay. <laughs> in, in, I didn't even think of the map. People take maps on trails. That's a really good idea. That is a really your good phone. idea. Your phone. Why isn't your phone on there? You need your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and a, yeah, a pocket, a, a place for your phone. Um, you know, it, so I made these, uh, I made four different uh, supplies that you have to, you're going to pick them up and lose them along the way. You know, you might stumble across a creek and lose a map or, you know, something of that sort. And it's um, the, one of the squares um, says that, well, it's bad weather. It forces you to stop. So you're going to lose a turn and you've lost your hoof pick. Well, if you happen not to have a hoof pick because you lost it somewhere else, you're going to have to subtract your mileage all the way back to the start, the horseshoe trailhead, and pick up your hoof pick and start again. So it's a lot of adding and subtracting. And, and the, the miles add and subtract up very quickly. And the idea is to finish your mileage with all four supplies. This sounds like a lot of fun, actually. And I love it. Every one it of our, everybody that's ridden, really a hoot. Anybody that's ridden trails knows that all of those things are issues. The other day, uh, we were out. We went out to the island we ride on, and Jennifer was convinced she had lost her phone on the trail. Now, it was stuck between the seats <laughs> and the truck. Uh, she had actually lost it in the truck and never taken it on the trail, but uh, she was convinced. I thought we were going to we had We had gone about 10 miles. I thought we were going to have to do the whole thing over oh, again. Oh, yeah. So it's like... My pony was about oh, yeah. dead from driving that whole distance, and he was going, "I ain't doing that again. <laughs> I'm not doing it." <laughs> we did. We did a exact same thing. These cell phones are not all that they're cracked up to be, I think. But anyway, they um, they're they're really handy on the trail uh, if you can manage to keep up with it. So I will say on the game that um, the, we've just had a blast. You know, I've played the thing just a thousand times trying to iron out all the problems, you know, of a board game. I've never done it. I haven't played a board game in, in a long time. So um, I will say that there's, there's a hint that I'll give your listeners okay. if they want a game is that the northern part of the mountain loop and the sneaky trail are your friends. Okay, northern part of the mountain loop and the sneaky trail are your friends. They are your friends. They are the only trails that can be traversed in both directions. Um, all the other trails, you follow the arrows. You know, I think on my next game I do, I'll, I'll put all the arrows on little pie plates 
<laughs> do do uh, at any point during the game does a bicyclist come along, scare your horse, and dump you? Oh wow! How did you know that happened to me? No, it didn't. I made all of my trails, um, you know, just horse friendly. Horse friendly. Trails. Okay, good, good, good. Glad to hear that. Yeah, I got a question, a technical question for yes, you, because we've been having a lot yes. of entrepreneurs on this uh, this year so far. And how do you get? Who do you go to to get a board game produced? That's a, that's a fascinating thing. That it's probably this had been in the making for over a year and a half. And uh, once I finally got the game and was um, wearing my friends out, you know, endlessly playing it over and over, <laughs> um, I'm trying to iron everything out. Um, I, I, of course, researched, you know, how do you do this? How do you do this? And one of the key things that you need is a computer graphist to take what you've put on your Walmart poster board onto the scale, on you know, the, to fit I don't the board. know what you yeah. call them, but a computer designer to do that. And I could not find one. And that was my big hang up for oh, six or eight months. I simply could not find anybody who would take it on. And then um, just a blessing of the Lord, I happened to find a lady. It, get this. She only lives four miles from my house. <laughs> And that's what she does for a living is marketing and computer graphics. And so I showed it to her. She took on the project. She had a good time with it. Uh, that's Peggy Hellyer Designs. And she just did a marvelous, marvelous job. She's the one that, um, you know, got it to scale on the board. And then um, she also, you can probably Google and find now, you know, a million board game producers, but she Googled and um, did her research and found a dependable board game maker. And that's another key is that you want the printing um, to be excellently done. And this game, it, it's very professionally, you know, finished out. I'm very pleased with the printing of it. And um, and the colors and and Peggy and I would go back and forth and I'd say no this has to be a little bit redder this color needs to be you know more green. We well, have one chance <laughs> so to get we, it right, right? I mean, you basically. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so where can people and, buy and it? A, where can they get it? From me, uh, okay. you know, it's not like Grand Central Station so far, um, but from me, from uh, Trails and Trials Game at gmail.com and that's all one word lowercase trails and trials game at gmail.com or you could um actually uh i suppose um go through the message the facebook messaging uh, do you have James a facebook Stewart page Taylor. i don't yet um that's you know one of the things this is brand new it's just just out and i went to phase one was to uh, guess what you're getting for Christmas and <laughs> ordered some to give to all my friends. And now I'm in phase two. Let's see if I can um, get a few games out. The North American Trail Ride Conference is um, very um, firm in my upbringing. I started riding NATRAC back in the 70s and 80s. And so their teaching of the hoof pick, the pocket knife, lead rope map, do you have these things, you know, and stuff. Hold your lead rope with two hands, all that stuff. 
you know, is where I came from and, you know, kind of helped me, if you will, navigate uh, the trails and go around the trails. Sadly, my farrier is not my friend on the game. <laughs> the farrier is not the place to be, but he had a good joke out of it and enjoyed me. Well, I would say um, first, make, first yeah. things first, get a Facebook page, mm-hmm. Trails and Trials. Get okay, that, get that set up. All right, because um, people that that would give people way easy way to contact you. I will put the email or the email address in the show notes for so people can find it. And look at us being the the front of this thing. You're just putting it out, and we got you on the air already. So what's the, what's the price? Point yeah, on what's the price? That's a good know. question. Thanks. It's thirty dollars plus shipping. Okay. All right. All right. Trails $30 and thirty dollars plus shipping. And it is a cool looking game. It's very well game. done. I, I I can see that uh, oh, just from I, here. I, what an honor. Yeah, it's, this is just an honor that I could get to be on your show, and I really appreciate you. Uh, y'all have a fabulous show. Very humbling. Trails and Trials, That's Jan. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for calling. All right, take care. Mm, me too. Bye-bye. Look at Jennifer keeping us at the forefront. <laughs> and so she just found found the. Board I don't game know. On I don't know how she found her. She, yeah, she's just it, putting the game out. Facebook page together. Get it all done and like let people hit a click to buy button. Yeah, on there, you I know? mean, she obviously spent time and money putting this together. Uh, it looks like an official board game. It really does. I mean, we it love board games. Kind of reminds house, me so. of Life. Do you did you ever play Life? Yes, it was much shorter played. than than life was just so much shorter than playing Monopoly. You know <laughs> what? What really doesn't hold up? I gotta gotta be honest. Um, Candyland is kind of lame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Candyland was kind of lame when it came out, though. I mean, it was fun when he was two, but he's like <laughs> seven now. It's like it doesn't hold color. up. Huh? Like at first, it was like help him teach. Him. That's purple, but does life hold purple? up? It's Not been forty like, years since I played Life. Does that hold up? I don't know, but right now Lucas and Chad are heavy in a game of Risk. Oh, Risk holds up. Risk always holds up, though. Yeah, Risk is a good game. I like Risk. Did, does uh, does he know chess yet? Does Lucas know chess at eight years old yet? He has. He started. He late. He wants it, but I don't have the patience. No, no, no. backgammon. <laughs> Go backgammon before chess. Checkers, even. <laughs> Just like, We've done checkers. We're getting yeah. the checkers. Yeah, backgammon. I was good at backgammon at one time. All right, WinTech. Are you looking for an affordable saddle for 2021? One that will last a lifetime? Then consider one of the many styles of Wintech saddles. Wintech has always made riding easy and comfortable. They combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof, and easy-care saddles. With the Easy Change Gullet System, this saddle will fit almost any horse. Just change a gullet out. I think they have six or eight of them. A saddle so light, tacking up is simply a breeze, and cleaning up is just a matter of running the hose over it. You know, that Easy Change Gullet System, I wanted to say, too, when that first came out, probably the saddle you have, it was a pain in the ass to get them on and off. Uh, you had to get in there with the screwdriver, and it was a kind of a hassle. Now it's easy. Now you can change a gullet in no time. Dressage, jumping, all-purpose, and many more. Check out the styles at wintechsaddles.us. It's wintechsaddles.us. They're so affordable, and they will literally last a lifetime like Jamie's. She's probably got one of those original ones. <laughs> it's pretty old. All right, let's do some equestrian first world problems after this. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Dang, that sounded real fancy. (laughs) New bumpers this year. 
kind of like I miss Chad doing it though. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't volunteering. It doesn't do the music. This guy does the music. <laughs> All right. Well, remember, if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. That is just the life we are living right now. Uh, and, and I got to say, in this batch, there's some people who really have figured out how to how to write them. I mean, I used to have to kind of tweak them. Most of these, I, no, I don't think I have to tweak one of these. It's so great. But these are equestrian first world problems that are actually real. These are the sad tales of our, our auditors. And these are the people that become, you know, a kind of a member of the Patreon, if you will, of the, the show. And so, Glenn, if somebody wants to submit first world problems, uh, how do they do that? You just go to horseradionetwork.com, and on the right side of the page is the auditor banner. Click that, and for as little as $3 a month, you too can become an insider in the auditor group. All right. Well, we're going to start with Amy's sad tale. Uh, poor Amy. I bought a new burgundy satin saddle pad for my horse, but it's so nice. I don't want to use it. <laughs> I got a uh, I got a saddle pad when I was in the makeover. It's still in the plastic. I can't take it out. I also one that somebody embroidered and gave me says Flyover Farm. Nope, can't use it. I'm like <laughs> I'm saving them for a show. I don't even have a show horse. Um, someday, Ariel said. <laughs> Ariel said, "Oh, this is the like constant dilemma of life." Ariel is. I had a photo shoot with my horse this weekend. And now I don't know which picture to make is my profile picture because all the pictures are so amazing. <laughs> and you always want to get one blown up, but that's, uh, that's a tough one, too, because you're actually going to spend large amounts of money on it. So, Hey, Chad. Oh, never mind. Dang it, I was going to tell you a story about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, dear, sweet, sweet Chad. Talking about blowing up. I took a picture with Monty. And uh, like in the hill, but before he got certified, but Chad liked the picture. And so he, he blew it up to canvas and he gave in the mail and it is like five feet tall. It is like a <laughs> life-size picture of me and Monty. And I was like, cool. Like, where do you Did put you know that? it was going to be that big? And he was like, I didn't know it was that big. <laughs> <laughs> So it's currently in our garage. Um, if anybody wants to, you could mount it on the barn tall, in the eaves. People will see it from ten miles away. That's <laughs> what he said. He's like, you need to put it in the barn. I'm like, yeah. it's still me. It's still a giant picture of me. Oh god! And okay. at five foot, you can't hide any flaws. You just no, can't hide a flaw. It is a huge picture of me and Monty, and it's lovely. But I can't think tell you how many things I've ordered for the camper, but I really didn't pay much attention to the size. And it was either way too small or it's huge. And it's like, okay, that's not even going to fit in the camper. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. I've ordered some furniture here uh, for the house. And fortunately, it worked out. But like, I was like, this couch is tiny. <laughs> but you look at the measurement, it says 76 inches. And you don't have anything to reference it to, right? And you're going, I don't really want to measure it. And, you know, go into the living room and do all that. So you just order it. And then you go, oh, well, that was way too big or small. Just... I don't know. I, I measured. I just did. I thought it would take up more space, but it doesn't. But it's fine because now there's plenty of extra space. <laughs> um, <laughs> plenty of room Kara to vacuum says, around it now. Oh, Kara, this is so sad because you only really get one chance at this. I let my yearling fillies out for a run in the fresh snow, but I had my camera settings wrong and all the <laughs> pictures came out blurry. <laughs> How many times do you have it set the video when you want to take a picture? 
every oh, time for me for some reason. I hit start and I'm like, it goes click. I'm like, dang it. Well, this is like the worst because you've got your big camera. You finally orchestrated the time where you've got the lenses and all the things and out there and you're like, release the Krakens! You know, and they open the doors and the horses come out and they're all snorty and running and jumping. You're click, 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 and then you get look at them all. And you know what sucks is back in the day when you had to develop your film. I know. And, and then, then wait for the one good one out of 30 to come out. Yeah, <laughs> if you got lucky. I mean, this sounds like all of them would have been blurry. So at least should have to do that bright spot see i'm helping you uh chantelle says i'm listing our pony and her equipment all for sale and my husband thinks i should marry this guy thinks i should save all the money from a sale to put to a new trailer for myself and my horse but i really needed to put it to his other bills instead (laughs) yeah there's a lifelong dilemma of all of us Hey, on the Shut camera up. thing, I watched a special uh, about the about the royal family and it had the queen in it. This is probably 20 years ago. Had the queen in it and she was actually taking pictures and she was smiling. Those two things don't happen very often. But she was smiling, taking pictures, and she had this camera. It was one of those little ones that you looked like you bought at uh, Walgreens in the old days where you still had to get them developed. But I was like, the queen's using like a $12 camera from Walgreens. You <laughs> think she could afford a better camera? But that's her. probably you know, what she knew how to use, right? Spoiler alert. I had a dream about the queen last night. You did? I did. I, I, I was sitting in a, a, Monty and her were sitting in a parlor talking and he was like, come in, sit down. And there's another chair there. So I walk in and I sit down and one of the legs on the chair broke and I fell. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I dream that? Because that's what? something that would happen to you. Because. <laughs> What a stupid dream. I can see that happening. <laughs> and then, because the leg of the chair broke, I woke up. I was like, thank God I woke up because I didn't want to have to see her face oh after this. God, like, who is this funny. idiot coming in here? Speaking of which, um, have you heard anything about your audience with the queen? No, not until COVID's over. Mm, okay. For well, you know, then that'll be another five foot picture you have to get blown up and the size of I a house. That one I will blow up. It's it's me and the queen and, and Monty. So yeah, so I got a certificate from the queen for those who have, have our new listeners. I, I got a certificate for training horses and, and helping veterans. And uh, I got a letter from the queen of England. And it's currently in a really nice custom frame. And, and, and if it hadn't been for COVID, she would have gotten to meet the queen last year. Yes, but we're crossing our fingers. Um. I got my PIVO last week, Jennifer says. I got my PIVO last week, but my horses got their shots on the same day. So I couldn't try it out. And then I had to work the next five days. So I didn't have time to set it up. Stupid job. (laughs) Uh, TJ says, I bought a new Bosol. And no matter how many times I watch a video on how to tie the Mech 8 reins onto it, it doesn't look the same. (laughs) <laughs> Not so that way. <laughs> now, I worked for a guy that called him Bosals, but I think people call him Bosals. I mean, in Kentucky, I've heard they call it said Bosals, Bosals, Bos. I've heard it said a number of different ways, and I think it depends on how thick the Southern accent is. About well, the guy I worked out. for was Mexican. He called it Bosal. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then let's trust him. He probably knew. <laughs> Adrian says I currently work part time at my town job. Um, By the way, the if boss- you're mad that we pronounced it all wrong and we never got it right, send your emails to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. She takes all the complaints and uh, does something with them. She files them. Files them. Files in a very secure location, I am sure. 
Right under her desk in the bin. Um, I currently, Adrian says, I currently work part time at my in town job, but my boss appreciates me so much. He wants me to go full time with a raise, three weeks paid time off, and a commission. Yay! More money for the horses, less time for the horses. That is a dilemma that everybody goes through at some point in their life. I remember when I had one horse and I had a really nice job and I was like, God, it's so nice to be able to afford my horse, but I only had one horse. Um, and now you have 10 horses and, and uh, a job that pays for crap. Back to- You have one or the other. <laughs> Can't have both. <laughs> well, this job, I do ring in quite a bit of- <clears throat> Let's not talk about it. Um, <laughs> Megan says, I have to have a new farrier for my appointment today. Because my old one, like, decided to up and retire. How can he do that to me? He doesn't even look old. Oh. You know where he looks old? The back. The Radi- lower radiographs back. of his back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they look old in the lower back at about the time they're turned 39. My farrier is a very fit 26-year-old woman, and she's amazing. And she, like, she, she shoes horses all day. Guess what she does for fun? Like, Iron Man's. <laughs> Like, what are you Her back's going to be shot by 29. Jeez. She's, uh, she's just, uh, but that's how you stay in good shape, I guess. Yeah. Is, you know, you just get all oh, of it. Man, that's a tough uh, one. Anyway, Carrie says, I needed to clip. I need to clip some of my horse's neck because he keeps getting sweaty every time we ride. But that means that I need to get him a new blanket with a neck cover and then like a new high neck cooler. And then maybe some saddle pads and some treats. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, I like the way you think. Pretty sure we're besties. Uh, Kimberly says it was really hot and sunny yesterday. Southern California, Kimberly. Back at it again. It was really hot and sunny yesterday, and I had my sunglasses on when I went into my tack room to get my horse ready and put on my tall boots. And then halfway through my ride, I realized I had one black boot on and one blue boot on. (laughs) (laughs) That is um, like Chad will come out, and he's like, I'm like, oh, babe. What are you doing? He's like, what? Like you were in a, that, that's a, like a black jacket with blue pants. Like you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> it's like, it was dark in the closet. Um, Lori says, I, oh, this, you know, I'm going to save that one for last. I got two more. Holly says, my son, who's four and a half is deciding he likes riding more and more. And my three horses are all over 15 hands. So like. I have to buy another horse. I have to. <laughs> Holly, I like the way you think too, my friend. Uh, and then finally, Lori. We know what oh. you all are doing to us. Yeah, well, the kid needs a pony, obviously. You can't obviously. hold on to like, his leg while it's way up there. Like, can't that's dangerous. to ride on a little 15-hand horse. Has to get his own no. pony. Got to get a pony. Uh, Lori says, I got a new car. But my husband's car was in the shop and he has to drive to work. So he used up all my new car smell and I had to drive my stinky truck. (laughs) (laughs) Chad talks all the time about that. We still have that new house smell. It still smells like new house in here. (laughs) New houses do smell like new houses. It's the wood. It smells like paint. Wood and paint. Yeah. Wood and paint. We still have that going. So I haven't ruined it yet. Yeah. Well, it doesn't take horse women long to ruin the new car smell. That's for damn sure. Don't enter through the mudroom in our house, but enter through the front door and you'd be <laughs> pleasantly surprised. 
That's it. That's There's it. That's it. All right. That's all we got. All right. Good. All right. Then let's head over to Horse Nation. Deanne joins us from there every week. Been doing that for years and years and years. And we talk about a couple of the articles that they have on Horse Nation. And uh, Deanne is coming right now. There she is. Hi, Deanne. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. And we are on live. We're not live, but we're on the air. We're so on the air. You are here, and I feel like we should get a little shout out for the discussion that we had that ended up being a Horse Nation article. Absolutely, you deserve a shout out. Um, and it's even it's inspiring an entire series, if I can. Well, you know, I mean, get... I'm gonna stop you because I'm looking through the article and I don't see anywhere. A I, shout out. I know. I can, I'll go back and fix that. Yeah. Uh, I, thought about I saw it, that I too. You. I wasn't going to be gutsy enough to bring it up, but thank I you, Jamie. I have no No, clue. you absolutely should. <laughs> I, I think when I was writing it, I was like, oh, I need to put a line in there like, oh, based on this discussion we had on Horses in the Morning. And then I think, to be like really honest, I think I finished it while I was letting my horse run around in the arena at the barn. And I have to admit that like when I'm riding in my truck, <laughs> um, sometimes like those details don't do what they're supposed to because I'm... You know, a better story would have been I was on my fourth glass of wine at night, and that's why I forgot. True. That would have been a better story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go over, for those that didn't hear our discussion, let's start with number one, and I really... Kind of disturbed because I don't like the picture that you posted. It's a bu- it's a tick, right? That's it a, is tick. a tick. <laughs> I hate so, tick and, pictures. And Being mind. a Lyme disease person, I hate tick pictures. Well, and I'm in Pennsylvania, right? So like 50% of our ticks carry it. Oh, so that's fun. We're just used to it. <laughs> like the you pictures. have Limes, we have EPM. You know, it's everywhere. Where you live, there's always something. So you guys, you talk about using dryer sheets as bug repellent. Yeah. And I first learned about this from actually a friend who lives in Oklahoma. And I don't know that the Lyme disease is much of an issue there, but they have like a ton of ticks. And they would go out and they're like side by side. And she would put dryer sheets like in her hat and on her neckline. And when I heard about this, I was like, she did what? And they're like, no, 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 it's to keep the ticks away. So I looked into it because I was like, is this a thing? Um, and it is. I didn't know that huh. for ticks. Yeah, the the um, the like strong smell and like a lot of the plants that they use and the oils they use to scent um, dryer sheets are nat- naturally bug repellent. Like, I mean, I don't know that it's going to work better than DEET, but, <laughs> you know. It does something. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So the the ticks here, they go up the horses like they, they're, you know, the ticks are in the grass and they climb up the horses' pasterns and make their way up into the areas. I wonder if you like rubbed your horses' pasterns and feet and like knees down in right. the dryer uh-huh. sheet and on the bottom of their tail. Maybe? Wrap them with your polo wraps. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You guys True. get the bigger ticks out there, don't you? That you know, the ones that usually carry lime are the small deer ticks that are barely, you know, barely see them. You guys tend to get the bigger ones, right, out in Oklahoma. We well, have all, all the things, all the things. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You and know, one thing though that uh, does this help with the Florida man? Them. Because I live in Florida. We have the Florida man, which is like worse than all of your problems put together. So, What's the Florida man? What are you talking about? <laughs> every news report that something stupid happens, it's a Florida man. Oh, 
gotcha. <laughs> I was confused. I was thinking about ticks. Um, I, I, I just want the next uh, interview with Florida Man to be you with dryer sheets taped to your hat. Florida Man spotted on his electric bike going on the freeway with dryer sheets <laughs> falling off him. I'll, I'll put, um, wrap my feet in them. Yeah, that's perfect. Another one is rodent repellent. Repellent. Um, that's how this we, started. Because yeah. I said we put them in our camper. I was told by the camper dealer put dryer sheets in every compartment of the camper, uh, especially the storage units underneath, because then that keeps the rodents away. And I don't know if it's true or not. Did you find out? Is it true? I looked it up, and it's true. They now they said it is not. And I say this in the first line: a long-term or permanent solution. But it helps keep away rodents for basically the same reason that it keeps away bugs. I tell you, it helps that compartment underneath the camper, the storage unit smell better because that's also where you store the stuff that connects to the sewer. So Mm. it smells much better now under there. That's excellent. And I've I've always used them in gym bags anyway for like the same reason. (laughs) So, you know, it it just helps with smell. I think number three is where I was talking about them because... You know, and I love my back on track sheet. I use a back on track mess sheet before I ride all the horses, get it put on. They leave, uh, get it for 20, 30 minutes. But if you pull it off, oh my God, it is the staticiest sheet there is on the planet. And I think I need to just get, suck it up and get some dryer sheets and put them under there because uh, that is how we talked about it. It helps you avoid static electricity. Right, right. And I think, you know, again, and I think I had also mentioned that you could also just do static guard, (laughs) which might be like for that purpose, slightly more effective. But the dryer sheets definitely work. You know, I used to always have to have static guard in my studio in Atlanta, Glenn, I not have to spray because if I back when the technology was I had an ISD in line into my house. And if I got stat, if I shocked it, it would be out for the day. <laughs> so I would always have to walk in and spray static guard all of my work area, which smells horrible. So I probably would rather use this so I don't static guard my brain anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've inhaled enough of that stuff. Um, freshening up your car, your locker, your boots, your boot, whatever you, wherever you keep your tack. Somebody was just asking the other day about the smell of tack in the car and how it stinks up their car. Well, throw some of these in it. Well, right. Exactly. The inviting aroma that follows in the wake of uh, uh, dryer sheets. And and now there's like every flavor, you know. And what is this removing horse hair? Yeah. So apparently, so when I was getting ready to do this article, I was like, okay, like, here's what I use them for. But like, what are some other uses for dryer sheets? And apparently they remove pet hair. They like grab hair and pull it off of furniture and clothing. Oh, and probably yeah. make sure furniture smell good. Yeah. So like multi multi-purpose as you're removing hair. Have you tried to groom your horse with a dryer sheet? I mean I my god. Rubbed it on her a little bit, but like, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, not, like, not pulling hair off that again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like- and then dust repellent keeps dust off electronics in the barn. Really? Yes, apparently. It does. But again, I feel like that's a grain of salt thing. Like, I feel like that's one of those hacks for people who like dust their house and let, and like surfaces really regularly and it works in the barn. But again, it's a barn. Like, I feel like we collect um, more than average dust. Yeah. 
I could see that. I mean, everything in the barn collects more than average dust. Um, and then now, for th- people in Florida, to get the love bugs off your windshield, you use dryer sheets, which is, I think, how this all conversation started way back when. Yes. Yes. I would like to point out quickly that if you guys refresh your article on your browser, you'll see something at the top of it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Editor's note, this article is inspired by a conversation on horses in the morning. Look at you. Thank you. And there's a link to us. Look at that. Fantastic. Now that everybody's already read it, nobody's going to see it anymore. Whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, this is going to go out again when you on your podcast, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, hey, um, the next article that I really liked was the top five mistakes people make when buying a new horse. And it's topical to me because I was just on the horsemanship radio episode with Debbie Laux and Monty Roberts, and I just adopted a racehorse. Um, and, and they were saying, well, what made you pick that one? And I was like, honestly, we were in the barn and he put his head in my chest and like took a deep breath and like connected with my soul. And I just had to have him. And Debbie goes, Monty, is that the way that you would buy a horse? And he's like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've said absolutely not on that about 20, 20 hundred times on this show over the past 10 years too. And look, you fall for it anyway. Women, girls are so squishy when it comes to that. Oh my God. So just he's, so squishy. And it's, and it's also number one on this, uh, this list because he was so pretty. Oh my God. He's so pretty. <laughs> uh, and he's gray. I've never had a gray. So it's like, I have a gray horse now. Um, number two is, uh, I love that because I know he's young and green, but we'll grow together. Oh God, that makes me want well, to throw up. Do you have time. the audio? Do you have the sound? Uh, wh- which one do you, would you like? You're not, not green, baby. Oh no, I don't have that one. I lost so there's that a one. song called "Green and Green." Green on green <clears throat> makes black and blue. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to dig that back out because uh, boy, we'd have the opportunity to play that a lot. God. Yeah, uh, number three we're gonna is learn actually... and grow together. And I'm 12, yeah. and I'm I'm going to be teaching this one year old, and it's going to happen. And I can imprint it and make yes. it just do everything I want. Not yes. not how that works. And I won't so break 500 kids. bones. You have kids. I was thinking my seven-year-old needs a horse, like a baby horse, so they can grow up together. together. I think so. Oh, super good idea. You, you know, because that. every yeah. child should learn what broken bones are like at an early age. It won't be as <laughs> scary later then. So you know what's funny? So you know how like, and this is true in any industry, right? Like where you just have this knowledge that you don't even know where you acquired it. Like it's just kind of institutional knowledge that you get as you are exposed to things, right? So when I got my filly this year, it was amazing to me the number of non-horse people. And again, they're non-horse people. So like my judgment's minimal. I won't say there's no judgment, right? There's always some judgment who are like, oh, so did you get the baby for the kids? Like, can they ride it now? And I'm like, Uh, what? Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You you know what? I'll put my kid on it right after you get on. It's all those (laughs) horse movies that they, if anybody's seen any horse movie, it makes it sound like the 12-year-old should have the one-year-old. I know. And I was reached. Um, so I've been watching. Oh, no, with- by the way, neither parents and they don't take lessons and they magically figure it out by themselves. Because if I just go and sit in the field and give it treats, it'll love me. It'll love you. That's right. Never want to buck you off ever. <laughs> which I've been watching with my six-year-old, the Black Stallion, like the original Black Stallion, which I kind of forgot how beautiful the cinematography was in that. Like it's it really, amazing, yeah. 
I do love that movie and it's been a really long time since I've seen it. But I was like, oh, and here is the root of all of our problems in the equestrian world. I'm going to tame this black Arabian stallion on a beach and run it bareback along the water. Oh, but I've never ridden. So, you know, there's right, that. Right. <laughs> and then I'm going to go race him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, listen, stop destroying my childhood, Dean. Seriously. <laughs> let's move on. Um, Another one is how athletic he is rearing oh, and jumping like that. That is not something that attracts me. <laughs> No, I feel like I look at those and I'm like, nope, hard no. Nope. nope. That's a hard pass. Uh, it's like seeing the the most rambunctious puppy and you're like, I want that one. You're an idiot. Giving, give me the one sitting quietly in the corner. That's true. Number four, he's free. So I can like afford him. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Always. Just every horse person knows how that works out. Um, Number five, he will look, you've heard, you hear this one a lot. He will look great when my trainer rides him out of show. Huh. See, and in the Western world, like that's at least, and I don't like show pleasure or anything. Right. But like, that's so foreign to me. I cannot. And I, and I do understand that people do this and they enjoy owning a horse that somebody else can compete on. And if that's their goal, that's great. But I'm like, why would I have a horse for somebody else to ride? Like that, that sounds not fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, these are great. Um, if you guys want to see any more horse nation articles, it seems like you're back in full swing there at horse nation, go to horsenation.com. Well, that's it for today's show. Tomorrow, we'll have the Certified Horsemanship Association on here with Christy, who will be stopping by to talk a little training. That's what they talk about every single month. And then uh, Jamie's going to be here Wednesday and Friday. And we have a little fox hunting for you on Thursday. So that's how this week's schedule rolls out. I and won't be here next week, but I I'll be here next yeah, Friday. You'll, you'll be here all next week because uh, we, we're recording oh, yeah, shows ahead. <gasps> that's right yeah. wait hold on i don't have surgery oh yeah i do next monday dang it yes next monday so but we're getting shows together we'll be here next week nothing to worry about uh so that's it for today thanks everybody you can find us at horsesinthemorning.com if you want to find all the past episodes we have a couple hundred of them on any podcast player but to find all of them and listen to past episodes you have to go to horsesinthemorning.com to find all 10 years worth and we have our own app for the horse radio network you know the Horse Radio Network has a bunch of shows, almost 20 of them now, including another one that Jamie does called Retired Racehorse Radio. Which Your guide. supposed to remind you you have to record Wednesday night. So, uh, Your guide to the care and adoption of the retired racehorse. There you go. So Jamie has that show. That's also on our app. Search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store, iOS or Android, and you'll find it there with all the shows that we do. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bay neuter geld. Otters, hang on. Post show. All right. We, you know, we what had an I idea dream? for the post show, but then we used it. <laughs> Why would I dream about being in an audience with the queen and falling over and like a chair like <laughs> breaking? Because that's what you think of yourself. How, let's do, let's do dream. What, what is it called? Dream meaning. Yes. Like a, broken chair leg. Let's see what you get. A dream dictionary. Dream. Oh, that was better than the dreams I had uh, two nights ago when I, we were sort of sick. Jennifer and I both had like colds over the weekend. We were hoping it wasn't COVID, but it's gone away. So I'm still hoping it wasn't COVID. Uh, so um, I was dreaming about bugs and snakes. So yours is better than mine, I think. Broken chair. Is that a thing? Must be something on it.
Mm, there's some on the wrong website here. What do dreams what do dreams actually mean? This theory states that dreams don't actually mean anything. Instead, they're merely electrical brain impulses that pull random thoughts and imagery from our memories. Did you met the queen before and fell off a chair? I mean, that's the stupidest thing ever. Dream meanings fell off, fell. Like, just say I fell. All right. Dreams about falling. <laughs> Dreams about falling may reco- reflect feelings of inadequacy or a sense that your life that's is out of I control. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, dealing with your stressors may encourage less frightening dreams. So I'm, I can't be in front of the queen because I feel inadequate next to her. Fell off chair. Let's see how that comes. Oh, dreams from falling from a chair. It can be related to loneliness, helplessness from family, or even feelings of abandonment by the people you care about. Hey, honey. We still married? (laughs) No, he left. (laughs) He's not even downstairs anymore. Um, Dreams like this also remind you uh, that there is something you need to change. Let's see. Dreams about the queen. About... The queen. Oh. A queen in our dreams often signifies feelings of power and being in in charge. We often see queens as majestic leaders of a nation or empire. What happens if you make an ass out of yourself? That's the exact opposite of what what falling off the chair means. (laughs) Let's see. Dream meanings falling in front of queen. (laughs) Of the... I'd be surprised if you find that one. I think... That's a pretty low likelihood people are going to dream that. What does it mean when you dream of being a queen? No. You dream. No, there's no falling in front of the queen. <laughs> there's just falling is basically I'm insecure, unstable, and I have anxiety. And then if you dream about being the queen, then it symbolizes personal growth. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm, I'm I think the first one means you have a long way to go to the second one, actually. I kind of just messed up yeah. in the brain. <laughs> I just looked up what's it mean when you dream about snakes. Uh, and they typically rep- represent a person in the dreamer's life who exhibit low, dirty, toxic, or poisonous behavior. Ew. Yeah. Did you dream about snakes? Yeah, I dreamt about bugs and snakes when I was sick the other day. But I think so when you're, you're sick, you have weirder dreams, don't you? They're... So that's what it means with snakes. Let's mean. Let's see bugs. What means bugs? Uh, dreams about bugs in general symbolize fears, anxiety, and worry about someone or something. They can sometimes warn of a obsession with something like a job or hobby, but they're usually connected to love and feelings. And what do they show? A picture of a damn tick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. I searched dreams for falling off of a chair. Yeah. It says you can, the dreams falling off, falling out or off of something. And it can be from falling out of a moving car to falling off a chair or falling off an animal you were riding. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this inner message represents an unexpected event in your waking life. Oh. You thought things were fine and you were shocked to find out they weren't. <gasps> I gotta go make sure I'm still married. <laughs> Okay, I just looked, while we're on this mode, I just looked up uh, Dream's horse. It says, to see a horse in your dream symbolizes strength, power, endurance, virility, and sexual prowess. It Mm. also represents a strong physical energy. You need to tame pickles out of the closet. 
You need to tame the wild forces within. Add a nickel. Alternatively, to see a horse in your dream indicates that you need to be less arrogant and get off your high horse. Wow. I'm trying to read. What else can we look up? That's kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, so if you dream you're falling and then all of a sudden you suddenly start flying, that's a good omen and it pretends to great success. To fall into water means financial stress. Most people wake up before they hit the ground when they experience a falling dream. We've all done And that's what happened. I fell in front of the queen, I hit the ground, I woke up. Yeah, you, for some reason they don't want you. They don't want you to feel it when you hit when you dream. When you, I looked up dream meanings farm, and I got when you dream about a farm, it generally represents consistent hard work and a productive mindset. A farm can also be your subconscious telling you to expand or grow a part of yourself in order to progress. I guess because of the growing thing, you're growing stuff on a farm. I think a horse farm mm-hmm. would have a completely different meaning. It would means that you suck your bank account dry. That's what it means. <laughs> you know what? All of this has made me realize I better go make sure I'm still married. So um, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hey, we should put a post up. Uh, what do you dream about the most? I'll put that in the auditor room. And we'll, we'll, yes. then we'll look it up and see what Our their dreams most mean. Most recent weird dreams. Uh, Jamie yes. dreamed that she fell off of a chair in front of the Queen of England. Or listen to today's show yes. to find out what Jamie just dreamed about. Oh, perfect. It was super weird. Perfect. And what are some weird over. dreams you've had? Got it. All right. Thanks, everybody. And put a picture of the queen. Yeah, as okay. A <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. <laughs>